You're listening to Lead Time with Dave and Leah Bone. Audio fuel for young leaders. Welcome to Lead Time Podcast. My name is Leah Bowden. And I'm Dave Bowden. I'm the husband of Leah Bowden. Not where to get that voice from, Dave. I don't know. It's like as soon as you turn on the microphone, I start doing a different voice. That was very special. I've got my man voice back now. Okay, Dave's back. He's back in the room. We are at the kitchen table at the Bowden House and we are so excited to be bringing a fresh, brand new lead time podcast to you. Now, before we get into today's content... Oh, is this the fluff? Well, Everybody yeah. Everybody loves a lot. We get a lot of good feedback on the fluff. Not much else. Hashtag fluff. fluff feedback. Yes. Uh, we have had some good fluff feedback. I am calling the shots on the fluff, though. Okay. okay? That's right. You're in charge. Um, so, some would say, Dave... Some would say. That leaders are readers. Oh, it's a little bit cheesy, my darling. And it's interesting because just before we came on air... I was like, let's not say you that. You told me that we're not allowed it's to say that. But leaders right. are readers. It's just felt right at the moment. It, does, it rhymes and it's just memorable. It's just leaders are readers. It's just beautiful. Um, it is good to keep reading. So what are you reading, Leah? So Tell I'm us three always, books that you're reading at the moment. Oh, okay. you read a lot of books. I read a lot and I keep a lot of going at the same time. I'm, I don't read fast... I'm reading a book on leadership by Brene Brown. I'm reading a book on marketing by Seth Godin. I am reading a fiction book by, called Leela uh, or Leila. <laughs> you see, it's so memorable. I can't remember the title. Uh, but the one I'm going to tell you about is called Bird by Bird by Anne Lamont. And it's yep. a memoir of a writer. Oh, interesting. So, And this is just to help me in my writing skills. And she is a teacher of writing, so she writes the book as if she was speaking to her students. Yeah. So it just goes through, and the whole, the title, Bird by Bird, is, you know, how do I write a book, Bird by Bird? It's like, how do you eat an elephant? One, one bite at a time. There you go. That Similar concept. Yeah. I mean, it could be called One Bite at a Time by Dave Bowden, but it's not. It's called Bird by Bird by Anne Lamont. But the same concept applies. You know what would be better is if, like, the kind of fun, cheesy stuff you leave to me. Because <laughs> when you try to do it, it never works as well. And, like, for people listening, it's awkward. And it's even more awkward in the room. So A little bit of awkward that has never done anybody no, it's any never harm. So you're reading a book on marketing, a book on... Leadership. Leadership. Book on and writing, a book on writing. It's pretty good. a fiction book. Yeah, because, good. yeah. Trying do to you want to know what I'm writing? What are you, no, I want to know what you're reading, reading. actually. Uh, I mean, first of all, I just want to be clear, I'm reading the Bible, which is interesting that <laughs> wasn't even on your list. Um, and secondly, I'm reading a book by a guy called Josh Ship, which is called good The Grown Up's Guide to Teenage Humans. And it's basically a book about how to decode teenage behaviour, develop wow. trust, and raise a respectable adult. How are you finding uh, it? It's, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, obviously, it's fantastic for me as a parent. Yes. Um, currently in the process of raising four humans, largely by myself, some might say. Um, <laughs> right. Two of them being teenagers. It's been really helpful in terms of strategies and just tips and kind of life hacks for being a, a better parent, which, you know, what better thing to improve in life than how to be a great parent. Uh, but it's also really useful because I work in education, as you know, yeah. and work with young people. So I can heartily recommend it for anybody who is working with young people in any capacity whatsoever. So working with young people or raising young people, yeah. get this book. That's good. Brilliant. So there we go. That was the sort of so, semi-inspirational fluff. And maybe we should put our book titles on the Facebook page. We should do that. And then people can have a look for yeah. themselves. Great. Okay, tell us about what we're going to talk about 
on tonight's lead time. Okay, we've got a really important topic to look at. We're going to be looking at how to develop your capacity as a leader. Okay. So why what does that is it mean? Well, okay. So a few years ago, I was in South Africa, uh, in a place called Soweto, which was kind of a little bit of a, um, a very well-known place. It's a, they call it a slum at, at times, and it's kind of quite a challenging area of South Africa. And I stood on this street corner and looked around me and surrounded by, you know, some pretty challenging scenes. But somebody spoke to me and said, basically, on this street, there are two Nobel Prize winners uh, actually were born and came from that same street. So one was uh, Desmond Tutu and the other was Nelson Mandela. So from this quite challenging, difficult place came two people who had developed their capacity to the point where they literally became world changers. Wow. So that's just one example of how, when we talk about developing capacity, you know, it's not dependent upon education, it's not dependent upon background. There seems to be almost some secret source to developing capacity that isn't dependent upon external factors, actually is based on internal factors. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So why is it that some people achieve so much in life and some people nothing at all? You know, why is it that some leaders go on to do great things and achieve great things and other leaders seem to kind of get trapped or caught in in a kind of um, situation whereby they're not really growing, not developing, not really seeing very much success. So we're going to be talking about how to develop your capacity, that is the limit that you've got and the amount that you can produce uh, in life. So how does that sound? That sounds like an incredible conversation. I think it's worth talking about, Leah, because we meet a lot of young leaders, don't we, who often will say to us things like, I don't have time, Time, I don't have energy, I don't have the uh, capacity to be able to actually do what's on their heart. So people, you know, people are not sure, most leaders and certainly anybody listening to this as a young leader, they're not going to be short of dreams, they're not going to be short of vision, they're not going to be short of projects, ideas, problems that need solving. There's plenty of opportunity out there. Yes. But actually, there's not always the capacity in leadership to match up with the opportunities that are out there. And people often will ask us, you know, how how do you do everything that right. you do? And often we kind of look at that and go, I don't what do you mean by that? Because yeah. we still have rest, we still have date nights, we have family time, we make sure that our life has a good rhythm. But yes, I guess we do achieve a lot as yeah. well. You know, been involved in leading church, right. been involved in um, we've both got projects outside of church yeah. in terms of uh, me with Clear Series, yourself with Modern Miss Mason, yeah. uh, you homeschool yeah. uh, our children, um, we I'm involved in uh, secondary education, in yeah. leading a team of, pe- of people that work into schools with about two and a half thousand young people and that's right. about to expand. And I'm starting to speak at right. conferences in Europe and in the USA. So we do hold a lot. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah, and on top of that, we're raising four humans. That's our first priority. Um, we're trying to develop, <laughs> a, uh, you know, improve our marriage and have a life as well. Right. So, you know, there's lots of people who any one of those individual things would freak them out yes. and would sort of make them feel overwhelmed and, um, you know, unconfident and not able to deal with it and cope with it. Yet, high-capacity leaders 
have found this secret source okay. to be able to, you know, stretch the limits of what they have and produce and achieve what they want to achieve yeah. without actually burning out. And that's the dream, isn't it, really, what everyone wants to get to? That is the dream, because I think there's a misconception that when people hear the term capacity or even yeah. we talk about high-capacity leaders, that they're just these people who are hustling crazy working every hour that is available to them not sleeping not eating yeah you know and even um you know people will say well something has to give and often that's home often that's marriage often that's children um and, and to be fair we see the impact of we that, do we? see the we impact of that because high capacity leadership is not does not results in burnout this is something different isn't it that we're talking about yeah because there's a lot of people like i know people who carry a huge amount of responsibility yeah uh you know a huge amount of weight on their shoulders yet still seem to be able to succeed in life and, it, and like we said earlier you know, it's not about the background that we're from it's not necessarily the education it's not yeah. necessarily how much money we've got in the bank you know you, th there seems to sometimes be no comparison in any of those things so like we talked about like those two Nobel Prize winners coming from a really challenging part in the street like a, a slum like why is it so those amazing. people were able to yeah. rise above yeah. and achieve that and we could look at that in so many different areas of life of that we all know people who, who seem to be achieving so much more than others yet think about it Leah we all have 24 hours in a day yeah, we do. So if you think about the one resource that we all have that's exactly the same. It's time. It's time. Yeah. It's true. And, you know, and... and so we, so is capacity how we manage our time? That's obviously a big part of it. And I think some of the kind of things that we want to sort of get into now, just it's probably more like some, you know, okay, let's keep in this language a secret source, you know, like yeah, what yeah. are the ingredients of the secret source of building high capacity leadership in your life? And I think obviously how you invest your time is a major, major part of that. Because it's not just about what you do, it's about how you handle what you do yeah. emotionally and you know, what that does to you physically yeah. and mentally and everything. So it's not just about showing up, it's about how you apply yourself to what you've been given to do. Yeah. In that lead, whatever leadership role that's in. And I think, you know, we say we've all got the same amount of time, but we do have different levels of energy, right. don't we? Yes, and we a do. lot of really what part of what we need to learn to do in life and as a leader is to manage through self leadership. Yeah you know, CV of a podcast for that, manage our energy levels and use our talents to maximise the time that we've got. Yeah. Um, so what would you say then, Leah, are, so just let's send this, this this time thing, what are some of the tips and things that you've learned in order to develop in your capacity as a leader when it comes to time? I think the first thing would be knowing what you're supposed to do. Right. Knowing what your yeses are. Um, so what you say yes to what you say yes to and I know there was um, a season a couple of years ago when I knew I had to start saying no to a few things 
Um, because I think as you walk into a new season, new year, whatever it is, you have to ask the question, what am I picking up? What am I putting down? Right. Uh, because the, you know, you can't pick up new things without something falling out of your hands. It's eventually going to get too full. Um, so for me to begin with, am I, you know, what am I saying yes to do these yeses line up with, uh, the vision for my life, the the gifts and talents that I believe I've got, um, and the energy level, and, and also my for me my season of life. I'm obviously currently at home full time, homeschooling my children, yeah. and my youngest is only eight. So yeah. that's going to be what it looks like for a little while. Um, so they, that's where I would start. Am I saying yes? What do you to the say right yes things? to? It's interesting yes because um, I often use a phrase with people like, every time you create a monster, it needs feeding. Yes. Right. So I don't know if you remember years ago, those Tamagotchis, they were like little um, monsters that were in a kind of... Um, you fed them like... Yeah, you, yeah. Fed them, you, you had a like technology a kind of animal device. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember taking one to work with me and I'd sort of bought one and taking it on. But then every half an hour, the thing beeps and demands attention and yeah. needs feeding yeah. so that it can grow. And it was like, I was trying to do my normal work, but I had this little monster on me and I was having to feed the thing. And in, in the end, I had to get rid of the Tamagotchi because I'd created a monster <laughs> that needs feeding. You couldn't hold I could, any longer. I couldn't hold two things. I had to, you know, earn money for Toys R Us. I was actually working at the time. That's part of my uh, uh, job story. But actually to be able to... Um, understand that whenever we create a monster, that monster needs feeding. So in the same way, every time you say yes to something, whether it be a project, a dream, a vision, an idea, every time you take on something, that needs energy, effort, and time. Right. So therefore, to become a high-capacity leader, you have to be pretty ruthless in what you say yes to, right? Because you, you know, do. That, you know the yes is going to bring with it and a I monster. And I also think, Dave, that often um, our the zeal of youth yeah. can make us say yes to more than we actually should be saying yes to. Right. And the Bible talks about zeal without wisdom. You've right. got to have this, and you know, there's something about maturity and capacity and as you kind of learn your way in this stuff that you're, sometimes you might feel excited and passionate about a project doesn't mean you have to do it. Right. It doesn't mean you have to lead it or even volunteer at it. But it could mean that you encourage that person in it. It doesn't mean you've got to give your time to it. And I think I probably did a bit of that when I was younger. I would say yes to many different opportunities. And I know definitely my early 20s, I was exhausted. Um, probably when we were engaged, just you remember that time, I was just doing too much. Um, I mean, the reason you said yes to me being married was you were asleep when I asked. So. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is history, really, darling. <laughs> but I think that's something to be aware of when you feel passionate and excited about something. It doesn't mean you have to say yes. It doesn't mean right. it's one of your yeses. Yeah, and, and I think, um, you know, alongside that as well is... Um, also what you then say no to right as well so i don't know something which i i think about a lot for me that i've learned in my life is that saying no can be really difficult but it all also can like make or break you yes and um i don't know if you've ever heard the phrase um monkey on your back yeah i was at a business conference thing once and they were talking about that right so this phrase um basically like dealing with a monkey on your back or managing your monkey. Uh, it comes from um, a guy called Bill Onkin Jr. who in 1974, so a few decades ago, 
wrote an article for the Harvard Business Review. Even before I was born? A year before you were okay. born, my darling. All right, just let's could not, have kept it yeah, let's before not, I let's was not born. Give your birthday. <laughs> out, uh, live on air, so to speak. <laughs> and um, basically, this guy, Bill, wrote this article all about managing your monkey. Um, and and in, in essence, you know, what he defined a monkey as was a difficult problem or issue that some that somebody else has on their to-do list. So it's basically like a big problem or a challenge or a difficulty uh, that is somebody else's. You know, so it's not on your to-do list right. and it's a monkey. And if you imagine what a monkey is, it's this kind of like crazy animal, difficult to control and manage type creature. Yes. And somebody comes along to you and they put that monkey on your back. So they try to get rid of it. They know it's a problem. It's on their to-do list and they put it on your back. And so often without realising it, we say yes to stuff rather than no yes to stuff. To the monkeys. And we say, give me the monkey. Yeah. You know, and you know what some people say is that like monkeys either need feeding or they need shooting. You know, so you've got to learn <laughs> how to manage the monkey uh, that gets put on your back. And and you know, there's some people who end up doing more but achieving less. Okay. And I would say that if you fall into that category today, probably you've got a few monkeys on your back. I think so. That is that there's issues that have been passed for you to deal with very subtly that you've accepted responsibility to solve, but they're not your problem. Yeah, it's so, so important. So, isn't it? for example, in the workplace, somebody who maybe that you're you're a manager or a leader in a workplace, and one of your employees comes up to you, and he he basically says, "I've got this big problem." And he shares it with you. And rather than you help them deal with the issue, what you do is say something like, that's fine, I'll come back to you. Right? So you take, you basically, the monkey's there and you basically take it on. Okay. Well, who's got the monkey now? You. Yeah. So you saying, I'll get back to you, I'll deal with it. You've taken the monkey. And this is one of the big things which overloads people. Right. And, call, and, and, and basically, we've all got a limited capacity. It fills up your capacity more than almost anything else. So sometimes can you think you've been helpful? Yeah. So in the name of being helpful, but often if we talk about empowering leadership, like great leaders, and not only readers, Leah, <laughs> but great leaders understand a few things. Is they understand how to identify a monkey when they see one. Okay. Right. They can describe it and identify what the issue is. But secondly, you know, they can describe the monkey, find it, but they also know how to assign the monkey. So who is the right person that needs to deal with this monkey? Yeah, so we're not denying the monkey's there, but we're actually saying together with that employee, you know, like who is the best person? And then great leaders will check up on that monkey down the line. So they won't just leave it to grow and multiply and go crazy and just cause havoc elsewhere. They actually recognize it's a problem it needs solving, but they don't put it on their to-do list they spend some time investing in that initial moment in describing it and, and assigning it, then they check up on it later down the line. And basically, um, you know, nobody should be taking care of other people's monkeys. So in order to do that, when they come your way, sometimes you've got to put the monkey in the middle, talk about it and deal with it. <laughs> and so, you, you know, yes, you're saying no, but you're not just saying no to kind of like, uh, leave it coldly it's your problem dismissive yeah, you know yeah, a great yeah. leader will especially if you're part of a team or have got a team working under you um, or for you a great leader will recognise what the monkey is and then figure out a solution that doesn't necessarily involve them right. taking it on as their problem because the biggest thing that is going to fill your capacity so quickly and overload you is other people's to-do lists 
Very good. That is so helpful. So secret source, what you say yes to. Secret source, what you say no to. These are two really big ingredients for building your capacity. Um, One of the things which you're really big on, Leah, is the idea that if you want to grow as a leader, if you want to grow your capacity, you've got to be faithful in the little things. Absolutely. Tell us a bit about that. Absolutely. I am a true believer that consistency cultivates capacity. That doing the small things consistently will then help those things become habits, which then makes everything easier and you do it without thinking, uh, which in turn increases your capacity. So basically, you know, if you're asked to um, help with teas and coffee at an event, yeah, you know, maybe it's an event you'd like to be leading one day, yeah. <laughs> or you've got better ideas about that event, yeah. but you've been asked to facilitate the refreshments, then do it really well, do it to the best of your ability, do it with a really good attitude, and continue to do that. And I think there's something that we learn in our characters about uh, attending to the stuff that we've been given, no matter how mundane it seems, that actually you know, the, the biblical principle is be faithful in the little. Small stuff. The small stuff. Yeah. And then you, you know, whenever and whatever that looks like, that that these bigger things will happen and that our capacity will increase. Um, and I think that whatever you're leading in life, whether it's stuff in the home, in the workplace, in the church, in business, in commerce, whatever... I think we've all had small beginnings. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about in past lead time podcasts about our leading camps and doing things like that. We've, we've, you and I have yeah. had those small beginnings, um, leading youth groups where there's ten people in a room, all that kind of stuff. And I think that we have to understand uh, what it is to be to pay attention, to have a good attitude to show up regularly, consistently. And it's in that stuff that if you just stick, you know, just stay in that in that place, um, then your your capacity increases and often opportunity comes your way. When that's, people know cool. that you're uh, you've got integrity, that you're faithful to what you've been given to do. So somebody looking to grow their capacity as a leader right now, one of the things they can do today is actually look at what's in front of their face. Look at the responsibilities they have look now. Look what they're doing right now. And look at look at what you know. What do they need to say yes to? What do they need to say no to right, right today? But the things they are saying yes to, do them really, really well. Because I think you so easily focus on what you want as yeah. a leader or the future. Right. I want this bigger what we thing. Don't have. I want this position. I want this. But actually, growing in capacity, and I think we have definitely learned that this through over, over the years is that we have to say, what have we said yes to? What do I hold in my hand today? And how can I do this really well? Yeah. And it's interesting because it's almost like, so I like the idea that you're saying, because it's a bit like um, expanding and building muscles, isn't it? We build, right. we build our muscles That's by right. doing stuff um, consistently over time. Yeah. We develop strength in those muscles, then they grow and get stronger and increase. Yes. So, like for someone like me who works out a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, basically, like I've learned through my workouts that that uh, when I first out, when way. I first do something, 
it's really difficult yeah. right, and really hard um, where it would be like 10 squats or mm. 20 lunges or something <laughs> like that. I'm getting pretty expert at lunges at the moment. But the first time you lunge, you actually want to die <laughs> because you feel like that one single movement is the hardest thing you've ever done and yeah. it's the worst thing you've ever done and you're never going to do it again. But of course you do it and then you do it again and you do it again and over time that one lunge becomes 10 lunges, becomes 20 lunges, right. becomes squats with kettlebells and you mm. build up capacity yeah. by doing the small things well over time and before you know it you look back and you're stronger than you were before you're you've got more capacity than you had yesterday yeah because you did the little things well today very good and i think such a key being faithful in the little is yeah. a big part of the secret sauce faithful and consistent yeah is really yeah so probably the last thing then that I want to talk about um, with you is just the kind of mindset that we need to develop um, in order to build our capacity because it's not just capacity of responsibility in terms of taking on more stuff or taking on bigger things. You know, that comes over time, doesn't it? You get people who are able, as they are faithful in the little, able to deal with much bigger issues and carry big weights of responsibility. But there's a mindset, isn't there, that you need to develop so if we don't want to grow in life, we've got to grow in our mindset. Yeah. Um, have you got any thoughts on the kind of mindset, Leah, that we need to develop and grow? Um, I think I would say that to cultivate a good mindset, we need to be um, really focusing on how we spend our time, yeah. what you um, what you do with your time when you've got downtime, how you input into your soul life as we would say as, yeah. as especially as a christian leader in, in the local church um and you know discipling and leading people my capacity for that has to come out of a place of i've been with i've been with god i've, I've spent time investing in this um and that my mindset is i yeah i'm ready to do whatever you have for me to do and i'm ready Body, soul, and spirit. You know, so you're continually resourcing yourself. Continually, so yeah. almost in a way, you're building your inner capacity. Absolutely. In order to build your outer capacity. Yeah. So yeah. anybody who today wants to grow in capacity as a leader, the more they invest in that mindset, where they're investing in themselves, yeah, they're, they're going to be a winner, right? And I think again, we've talked about this before in the self leadership, but for me, it's been so helpful learning more about myself. You know, whatever kind of, um, kind of you know, personality tests if you want, if you're into that kind of thing. But when you understand yourself or even asking a spouse or a friend or a parent, you know, what am I like in this situation? What am I like yeah. under pressure? What do I do when I'm stressed? Um, and understanding myself and realizing um, my energy levels. Okay, so I know if I'm tired, if I'm overtired, don't put me in a room and tell me to lead and disciple other people because... I won't be the best version of me. So I need to make sure if I know I've got, uh, you know, some important meetings coming up or I know I've got to lead something significant at the end of the weekend, I need to make sure I am ready. My energy levels right. are ready and that I can give to my full capacity. So you've got to be quite organised with your you time. You do really. But also but then quite that's, quite, you learn that. in terms of a mindset, quite disciplined because yes. you're looking ahead Yes. So great leaders uh, are looking towards a vision of preferred future. That's right. Like big picture, but even in the short term, they're looking yeah. ahead at what's coming up and thinking, you know what, 
I've got this coming up. I need to make sure that yeah. now I take my rest now because of yeah. what is to come. And not being afraid of that or scared of that. That's and right. also I think, you know And not seeing it as weakness. No, another capacity mindset for me is about asking for help when you yeah. need it and delegating. You know, we've talked about the monkey on the back thing, but this thing of actually being willing to ask for help for others and being willing to give away stuff to others. That's as right. well. It's because the you know, the enemy of the of uh, great is good. So you might be doing lots of good stuff, but you yeah. could be doing great stuff. But actually, that, that stuff is meant for somebody else to and, take on. And that's part of capacity, is learning how to be in team and how to lead a team or to bring a team around you. And I, you know, there's so much I could say on that maybe for another time. Probably but, is another whole uh, podcast. I think a whole other podcast. But that's been a big learning curve for me is how to delegate, how to trust other people with the vision that you've got. Um, yeah, I think it's really important. So, um, you know, that whole idea of uh, being able to build people around you that have capacity in order to improve your capacity. So really a great secret source question or a secret source thing might be have good people around you. That's right. That that you've got to have that mindset, though, where you're willing to ask for help. And also, you know, the, the thing that saps our energy the most in life is when we're doing stuff that we're not meant to be doing. Right. And when we're doing stuff that isn't in our you know, wheelhouse, that we're not good at it and we're not playing to our strengths. So actually, for us to really build our capacity and maximise life, we've got to play to our strengths. We've got to minimise weaknesses and then we've got to delegate the weaknesses out to other people who are really good at the things that we're bad at. Yeah. And if we do that, isn't it amazing? We actually become better leaders along the way. Amazing, isn't it? Amazing. So so we've talked about, um, you know, this whole idea of avoiding burnout We've talked about, uh, you know, if you create a monster, you've got to feed it. So you need to remember what you say yes to. We've also talked about being careful what you say no to, um, you know, and actually how you manage your monkeys uh, and don't allow them to come on your back and just totally overtake your capacity. We've talked about being faithful in the little and we've talked about um, developing a mindset where we're willing to ask for help, developing a mindset where we're actually believing that our capacity can grow and growing it up like a muscle. So there's yes. some pretty great there's some amazing things stuff there. there for people to think about. And I think just as we close up um, with the podcast today, I just want you to think about this idea by somebody called Dr. Carol Dweck. And Dr. Carol Dweck, she has developed this whole thing about the idea of a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Okay, this is good. So there's basically two types of mindsets that we have in life. You've either got a fixed mindset or you've got a growth mindset. And I honestly believe that the greatest way we can build our capacity externally is to grow our mindset internally and actually believe that things can develop and that we're not, you know, we talk about the limits that we have. We talk about the amount we can produce, but actually lifting the lid off that and actually believing that there can be more and going for more. Brilliant. So if you've got a fixed mindset, you're somebody who avoids challenges. If you've got a fixed mindset, you're somebody who gives up easily when obstacles come your way. If you've got a fixed mindset, you're somebody that sees effort as fruitless or you know it's not going to happen, it's a little bit pointless. If you've got a fixed mindset, when it comes to getting criticised, you're going to actually ignore negative feedback and just deny it and or maybe fall apart at the first hurdle. Gosh, so challenging. Yeah. If you've got a fixed mindset, when it comes to the success of others in your team, empowering people, seeing others succeed, you're going to feel threatened by that. Yeah. Because you're going to think, I, 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 I've, I've only got this capacity, I've only got this amount of time, I've only got this amount of energy, I've only got this amount of... Uh, 
vision. So I've got to hold on to it and I've got to keep it to myself. And fixed mindsets are some of the greatest hindrances to growing our capacity ever. Because, Leah, if you've got a growth mindset, you believe that you can learn. Yes. You believe that there's more. You believe that you can embrace challenges. You can persist in the face of setbacks. When obstacles come your way, you can overcome them. You believe that effort is one of the keys to mastering something and get better. That even when you fail, you fail forward. You believe that you can learn from criticism no matter how harsh it feels at the time. And when it comes to the success of others, you believe that you can find lessons and inspiration in their success and even grow yourself as they too grow. And as a result of having a growth mindset, and it's a choice we make and make and a choice we can make today is that we can reach ever higher levels of achievement, we can grow our capacity and we can produce so much more than we ever hoped or dared or dreamed or imagined just by changing the way we think. Wow. So secret sauce, have a growth mindset. Have a growth mindset. Amazing. That's all. That is brilliant. Guys, if you've got any questions for us you can go over to our facebook page which is lead time podcast and we would love to answer your questions please go back and listen if you haven't before to all our other podcasts because you'll hear a little bit more of our story um, on there but until next time enjoy building the ingredients up for your secret sauce of developing your capacity manage your monkey and feed your monsters see you next time on lead time podcast see you next time Thank you.